this episode, we'll be learning all about spirituality and our soul's consciousness from a spiritual guide, inspirational speaker, life plus love coach, and the host of a podcast entitled Soul to Soul with Roxanne. Welcome to the show, Roxanne. How are you doing? I'm doing so incredible. Thank you for having me today, Toby. It's such an honor. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I'm looking forward to having a soulful mirror talk with you. I'm so excited that we, even before we started recording, you know, we connected already and we're already having that flow. And I didn't just want it to stop. That's why I said, let's record now. Let's just, you know, <laughs> let the listeners also get some of that flow also, you know. And that, that's so awesome. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that we are speaking today because I would love to learn so much about spirituality, about, you know, consciousness, especially soul's consciousness. But I would just love you to, you know, tell us more about you and your passion about helping other people in this area of life. What led you to this? Absolutely. So really, you know, my soul's mission is to guide others to heal, love and awaken. And when I speak about healing and when I'm referencing healing is really healing at all four layers of our being. So we're not just, you know, healing at our intellectual capacity, our emotional capacity, our physical capacity, that we're actually encompassing all four layers of our being. So we are healing at our energetic level, our emotional level, our intellectual level and our physical level. So I am a generational shaman. So I come from a lineage of healers, of medicine men, medicine women, doctors, energy doctors, spirit doctors. So this is something that I was called to do in a state of dream. However, you know, at the commencement stages of my journey, you know, from childhood to now, I didn't quite know that I was going to be, you know, a healer or that I was going to be guiding others. And I always had this burning feeling inside of me. I just had this knowingness that I was being called to serve. And I just couldn't fathom and I couldn't comprehend what that meant. And I remember asking, you know, family, friends, just anyone that could really resonate with that feeling. And I found no one along my path that could resonate with that. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I know I want to be a lawyer and a doctor. I'm like, oh, that's incredible. But like, it's just like this burning feeling that you know that you're going to be serving. And I just, I couldn't really resonate with anyone. So I remember kind of just pushing that to the back because I couldn't fully express myself in in what that meant for me. And it's funny because as a child, even a five, six-year-old child, adults were coming to me for guidance, for wisdom, sharing their entire life story with me. And I was always referred to as a very old soul, a wise soul. And my mom was like, you know what, like you should be a counselor or like a psychologist <laughs> or, you know, go into that field. And that never spoke true to my soul. And it wasn't until I kind of, you know, went a little bit further in my journey you know, I experienced some very unhealthy relationships to a very unhealthy marriage where I ended up leaving with three beautiful children. And shortly after, I experienced four near-death experiences. And each near-death experience really brought me even a little bit closer to my soul's mission and awakened me a little bit further along my way. So yeah, that's where I came to be today. Wow, 
Thank you so, so much for sharing that. I mean, you know, you, you opening up to telling us about your marriage that, you know, that gave back, that, you know, brought up and brought up um, three kids, for example, and those needed experiences that so, um, would you love to share, you know, how those experiences were for you and how they navigated you towards, you know, your path today? Because, you know, I was, when, when you were speaking, I just remembered I listened to a podcast from Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And she was saying that um, every failure that we have in life, in, in life navigates us towards our purpose. Like, something like that. I'm paraphrasing right now. But that's the sense of what she was trying to say. And when you talked right now, it was just ringing in my head that, yeah, I've read this somewhere before that every, fail, every failure you experience in life, leads you or puts you on a path towards your purpose fulfillment. So can you tell us how, you know, all these, you know, four-year death experiences, the failed marriage, you know, you know, led you towards, you know, being where you are today? Yeah, definitely. I call, you know, that marriage a very successful divorce, but <laughs> um, I think that it's important and I think it's really important to understand that life is not done to us. Life is done for us. And everything that we experience throughout our lifetime is intended for us to grow throughout our journey, to have experiences and to really embellish in the knowledge and the wisdom that we attain as we kind of navigate through our lifetime. And I never questioned why these things were happening to me because I never questioned the good things that transpired throughout my life. So I didn't feel in a position to ever question the things that weren't considered blessings, yet they always were blessings in disguise. Mm. And when I experienced four near-death experiences, my first near-death experience, we had driven over a cliff. And I remember in that moment, like, like before the accident, with my life, I felt that, you know, I didn't feel fulfilled, but I was content and I was settling and I was just going through the motions of life. I was like just doing what I was supposed to be doing, what we should be doing. You know, I went, I got the degree, I got the the incredible job, I got married, I had kids, I did all those things that everybody told us that we should do. And yet I still wasn't fulfilled within the depth of my soul. And I knew something was a little bit off, but I negated on it because I'm a very optimistic person. I'm a very positive person. I was like, you know what? Like life is great. I'm so blessed because I've seen, you know, people struggle and I've seen the other side of the spectrum where people, you know, lose children and so forth. So I always just considered everything that I went through as a blessing. And I remember when we went over the cliff shortly after that, my whole body was in shock. But the first thing you know, as we were going over the cliff, obviously I was thinking of my children, but when we landed and we survived, I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? Like I tell myself I'm happy. I say to everyone I'm good and I'm happy and that life is great, but really is it, you know, something's missing. There's a significant part of me that's missing. And what is that? Well, you know, later I later found out that I was really just disconnected from my emotions. I was disconnected from my soul. I was just living a life for someone else and what I thought I should be living my life for and not actually truly living my life's purpose and not fulfilling my soul's mission or being in alignment with who I am. Mm, wow. So how were you able to you know, connect with your life purpose? How were you able to discover your soul's mission? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, it doesn't take a, a massive awakening as such. And I know that other people have, you know, smaller awakening periods where maybe they're not 
not that it, you know, to really, you know, put it in a position that it isn't as significant, but sometimes, you know, marriages dissipate or relationships dissipate and allows someone to really, or pandemics happen. And it really allows people to really reflect on who they are and what they're doing with their life and what they're bringing into the essence of Mm. the world. And I think that it doesn't need to be that way. I know that it does not need to be that way. And for those that have experienced these hardships, we are able to be the conduit. We are able to build a bridge for these people to not have to go through the trenches in order to find their soul's mission and to Mm -hmm. find their true purpose. And the best way to find our purpose is by questioning our reality. When we are in a relationship that is unfulfilled, are we questioning why are we still there? Is it conditioning? Is it conforming? Is it a belief system that we don't feel that we are worthy of something more incredible? Or do we feel that we have to stay because we have children with these, you know, with these partners and that Mm. we're conditioned to think that our children can't, you know, be raised in, in a broken home. We consider it a broken home, but a broken home is when two parents are living together and they absolutely despise each other and there's tension within the home. That's a broken home. You know, a happy home is when both parents are fulfilled, both parents are happy, and that they're able to provide that love and that energy into their children. So that's just, it's about perspective and about questioning, why are we in these relationships? Why are we doing a job that we feel unfulfilled and we're dreading? We can't wait for the clock, you know, to punch out and we can't wait to get home and start our weekend. We get two days to ourselves. A week, so it's just about questioning these modalities and these preconceived notions that this is what we should be doing with our life. Yeah, wow. Well, you know, some people find it quite difficult to to know when they need a soul awakening because, sadly, a lot of us have this autopilot mode that we're in, and we're maybe optimistic, like you said, like, oh yeah, I mean, this is how life is supposed to be, and we don't know that we actually really need a soul awakening, you know, to tap into what we are supposed to be really doing in life. So are there like some ways we could, you know, um, you know, like you said earlier, reflect and then, you know, know that, oh yes, I need to change things. Are there some things we can do at that moment when we've reflected and said, oh, I, I've been optimistic so far, but I believe I'm not, I'm the right part. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not aligned to my emotions. Like you said earlier, I'm not aligned to my soul purpose. Are there like some things we have to do at that moment? Absolutely. And I think this where, you know, comes in with, just that questioning period. And it doesn't have to be such an intense, you know, really intensified questioning period. (laughs) However, I do believe that, you know, we do have to question and it doesn't have to be questioning our marriage or relationships or friendships or, or work setup or just the way that our life is going in general. I think what it needs to come with, does it feel good in the, in the essence of my soul? Do I feel like I'm expanding? Do I feel like I am, you know, resonating and vibrating at my highest self? Do I feel in alignment with who I am? Or is there something off kilter? And we all instinctually, intuitively know. And sometimes the answers aren't the answers that we are hoping for, yet they are the answers. And that is when we have to start embarking on that journey. Mm, oh, that's good. As in, once we are able to question ourselves, ask ourselves the right questions, evaluate our lives, basically, then we can know what to do. Yeah, like how? Yeah, like how does my soul feel? If my soul could speak, what would it tell me? You know, if mm. my heart could speak, what would it say to me? If my mind could speak, and not just have these fear, you know, these these fear thoughts and this state of fear, and really just those really great like thought processes. Like, mm. what would it tell me? 
what would it tell mm-hmm. me that I, what direction do I need to move forward? And where am I feel like, where do I feel gravitated towards? Where do I feel like I'm being pulled? Where is my heart leading me and leading mm-hmm. with our heart and having that heart, mind, body, emotion, coherence within us? Yes. And that means at other moments, like you said already, we have to be honest with ourselves and allow ourselves to be vulnerable. Like um, we should not cover up with optimistic and being optimistic and say, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. But I mean, being really vulnerable with ourselves and honest with the answer we get from our souls or from our, our life or from everything that's around us, basically. Yeah. We'll never have true fulfillment and a sense of inner peace, unwavering sense of inner peace and emotional regulation if we continuously lie to ourselves. And it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay. And it's okay to not have the answers. It's okay to mm-hmm. not know what the next step is or the net, where we're going or which direction we need to lead our life in. It's okay mm-hmm. to have those candid and honest conversations with yourself. You don't need to share those thoughts. You don't need to share those conversations with your family and your friends what you should be doing is probably seeking, you know, a coach or a spiritual guide or anything like that that can really help navigate you throughout your journey so that you don't feel so lost and overwhelmed. Yeah, oh, that's good. And once we discovered, yeah, I've been injured or I've been hurt and I need some healing. I know you're an expert in this area, in this field of, you know, energy healing. So can you teach us what to do in order to heal our energy, in order to recover back the energy that we've lost? Yeah, absolutely. So really healing can come in so many different facets and there are so many incredible healing modalities out there. And for the shamanic healing, um, we've been around, shamanism has been around for over a hundred thousand years. So this is a try true and practice um, healing modality. This isn't religion. So I just don't want anybody to think that it has anything to do with religion. It's just about spirituality and spirituality, meaning that we are connecting with our own spirit and we are connecting with our highest spirit. So when we think about healing and the healing modalities is that when our body, you know, if we get a cut on our arm, our body has the capability to actually heal itself. Our bodies are absolutely incredible. And so is our intellectual body. And so is our emotional body. And and so is our soulful body. So when we have these disruptions happening within our energy, and when I speak of energy and why I feel energy is so important is because energy is the biggest entity of who we are. Without energy, we are not living creatures. We are not living beings. And this is scientific and this is an organized religion that energy never dies. So the biggest disposition of who we are is energy. And a lot of people don't heal at the energetic level. They may heal at the physical capacity. They may heal at the intellectual capacity. But I've never really fully seen anybody fully, fully heal unless they go to all these four layers of their being. And there's, you know, great coping mechanisms out there, great tools out there like counseling, you know, you have psychologists, you have social workers, you have neuropsychologists, you have psychiatrists, you have all these incredible doctors, surgeons, all these incredible people, but you're only healing one aspect of the being that doesn't affect healing at all four layers of who we are. When something happens to us at a physical capacity, it traumatizes our energy. It puts an imprint and puts a disruption within our energy field. And if we're not clearing that, what ends up happening, that emotional distress, which then becomes emotional distress or intellectual distress, ends up creating an illness within our body because our energy needs to have movement, needs to have flow. And when we suppress something, an emotion or a trauma, that causes a disruption within our energy, which then causes a more severe illness within our body. 
Hmm. Wow. So I there like some things we can do, like in order to ensure that this healing happens, maybe from the shaman, you know, um, I would like to call it principle or shaman way. Are there like some steps, some tricks or some tips that we can make use of? Yeah, absolutely. The best way to regenerate energy is really by working with a practitioner because they're able to give you the tools of the earth in order to really utilize all the elements of the earth to really affect healing. And when we think about this, and you know, some people may not feel comfortable working with a spiritual practitioner. And for those that aren't, there's other things you can do. You can go out and be with nature. You can be one with nature. Nature provides frequency vibration, and it allows us to reset our energy. The earth vibrates, the trees vibrate, the air vibrates, water, fire, all these things are healing modalities. All these things are the most powerful healing modalities in the world with, you know, medicinal plants that we use in order to truly affect different types of healing. Sometimes you have to clear your energy and cleanse your energy and have a smudging ceremony. And for those that are familiar with smudging are smudging is in tribal communities, what they do is they burn things out of ceremony. And it could be something like sage, it could be something like Paul Santo, cedar, anything of that nature, wild tobacco. And we use this in a form of ceremony where we cleanse someone's energy and we remove disruptions in their energy field. So these are all things that can really help. Oh, okay. Well, so um, that means we can go to the field anywhere in the open where it's safe to burn stuff. And, you know, is it also related to, you know, um, this kind of writing things that you don't want in your life and burning them in, in, in the fire? Is that the same thing? Oh, it's different. Yeah. So what we do is when we do a fire ceremony in the shamanic realm, what we do is when we do a fire ceremony, if it's a healing celebration or a healing ceremony, depending what it is, we never go with what we don't want. We just go with what our intention is. What are we looking mm. to release? What are we looking to have more of? What are we seeking for? Because we're not trying to create that resistance. And when we think about the natural laws of the universe, the universal laws and the laws of attraction, understanding that there's not just the law of attraction at hand. There are 12 universal natural laws that we need to be abiding by in order to actually be in alignment with what we are seeking. So when we are doing ceremony, it's about releasing. It's about positivity. It's about love. It's about compassion and releasing that trauma and allowing it not to be a part of who we are and allowing it to define us. Mm-hmm. Okay, I understand. And the, when we do this, are we going to be able to heal ourselves in you know, at this cellular level, like you say, is that possible with that with this process? Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I think that anything is practice, just like meditation, just like anything that we really want to be, you know, incredible at or that we really want to learn is about doing practice and about having that practice. So spirituality is about practice. And again, spirituality is not about religion. It's about connecting to your own individual spirit, your own soul, and understanding that we are all interconnected as incredible human beings. We are all electromagnetic beings. Mm -hmm. And it's just about understanding that we don't need something else to fulfill us. We just need to be fulfilled within ourselves. We need that internal validation and not that external validation. And it's understanding that traumas that have happened maybe in past lives or through generational trauma that has been handed down to us doesn't belong to us. And it's not for us to hold and it's not there to prevent us from shining our light and to really achieving our highest self. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I can already see your, your soul's mission already in this. You know, like you said earlier, your soul mission is to, to guide souls to their path of self-mastery and to have them living in their purest energetic form. So to, to, this, to, to this soul mission, I would love to ask to the second part, like how can I know when I'm in my purest energetic form and how can I, you know, get to this point in my life? that I can always live in my purest energetic form every day, every moment of my life. Yeah. And this is the most powerful thing. And this is something that those that are on their self and soul mastery journey, this is not something that is attained within a day or a week or a month. This is practice over time. And we think about Buddhism. We think about monks. It's about practice. It's continual practice. It's not meditation one day and then not meditation the next day. It's always about practicing that self-regulation and that emotional regulation. And when we have this sense of unwavering inner peace, you will undoubtedly know it. You will know when you've reached your highest self, when you're able to align all four essences of your body so that they are working in collaboration and unison and not working against each other and not trying to fight on how to heal the body. Mm -hmm. So when we think about it from this aspect, being able to attain that wisdom or to be able to attain that next level of their self and soul mastery journey. It's just about going through the journey and learning the experiences and taking away the knowledge, the wisdom that they receive along their path, being mm -hmm. guided and allowing their guiding voice, their intuitive sense, their instinctual sense to really allow them to guide them and not be doing what everybody else is doing because no one's mm -hmm. journey is alike. You're not mm -hmm. going to find your answers on Google. You're not going to find your answers within <laughs> someone else because those answers don't belong there. Those answers belong within you. And only you have your own individual vision. Only you have your own individual feelings, thought processes, and, and so. Mm. Ah, yes. We're unique beings and, you know, the answers that we're looking for are within us, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're, we're free to express ourselves and we don't need to be confined and we don't need to, you know, dim our light for anyone that that is all misconceptions. That is all a mirage. That is all an illusion. We are all here mm. to shine our light and to be love and light. That is the purpose of humanity is to serve one another and to serve ourselves. Yes, to serve one another and serve ourselves. And you are doing awesomely there, like, you know, through your podcast, through the services that you offer to people, which we are going to talk about in much more details later. But, I mean, <laughs> it's so awesome that, you know, there are people like you in the world that, you know, helping people to to achieve this healing that they, they, they deserve and to achieve this spiritual awakening or soul awakening that they need also to become better people in life. But you, um, there's, there's a blockage between, you know, becoming the light that we are truly are, like, you know, and being, our, being in our purest energetic form and, um, you know, living a life of purpose, of soul awakening also. This, you know, like you also talking about your, the, the failed marriage that you had and also some, you know, hurt and pains in the past. You know, sometimes it's, we find it very difficult to forgive or to forget all of these things and to let go. And this blocks our healing that we've talked about earlier. And this blocks us from becoming, you know, the person that we are meant to be to you know to experience our purest energetic form so the question is now how can i let go of these road blockages on my part how can i learn to forgive what can i do to forgive to forget and to let go so i can become that light and shine that light that i, I truly am yeah absolutely and forgiveness is one of the most touchiest subjects out there because 
we tend to think that forgiveness means that we have to forgive someone else for the trauma that they've inflicted on us. Forgiveness intends, you know, makes us feel like we just we can never think about it again, but that's not what forgiveness is. So when we think about forgiveness and we uncover like we actually encompass forgiveness is to really understand that we are all divine creatures. We are all divinity. We are all divine beings. We are all here to be love and light. And we are all going to go through our journey and we're all going to have bumps in the road. We're all going to have things that feel like trauma to our body, to our emotional body, to our intellectual body, to our physical body, to our spiritual body. We are all going to face challenges. That is the purpose of life. And when you connect with your spirit guides and you understand that it's not about the journey that you're having on this earth, if it's good or bad. It's about the knowledge that you're seeking and the wisdom that you're attaining and that you continue to evolve your soul, your energy. So when we think about forgiveness, it's really about understanding that we don't need to hold on to hatred. We don't need to hold on to resentment, to anger, to guilt, to frustration. When we hold on to these negative emotions, and I'm not saying to feel those emotions is negative or bad or toxic or anything of that like of that nature. It absolutely isn't. We are intended to feel every emotion that we have within us, and we have over 27 different emotions as human beings. And it's important to feel every aspect of them. But what isn't healthy is to stay within these negative cycles of emotions. We have to be able to break that cycle. We can't stay within a depression and an anxious state, a state of hate, a state of anger. That causes ruckus within our being. That causes illness within our body. And I love the quote that you know I read years and years ago. It said, when we hold on to unforgiveness and that we hold on to hatred and all this animosity towards someone who has inflicted trauma onto us. It's like we're, we are drinking the poison and expecting them to die from it. Most mm. people that like that have traumatized us, one, either maybe don't even care or don't even recognize that they have traumatized us, mm. or they may not be able to be at a place in their journey that they're able to accept it. So when we are going through our journey, it's not about having that closure of someone apologizing for their behavior or for something that they've inflicted into your life. It's about you taking your power back and about you having that power and forgiving yourself for allowing that situation to occur. And that's a really challenging thing for people to conceptualize is that we have to take accountability for our journey. We will never grow within our self and soul mastery journey if we can't take accountability for our journey. And it doesn't mean that we need to take accountability for someone's actions for abusing us or for inflicting pain on us. What it does is that we have to take accountability of how we reacted, how we are actually grieving it, and how we are processing the grief or the trauma that has been inflicted on us. And some of us are holding on to guilt or resentment for ourselves because we've made a mistake. And this is what I'm going to say is that we are intended to be here to make mistakes. We are not meant to be judged by one another for the mistakes that we that transpire throughout our life. That is not our job. We are not God. We are not source. We are not divination. We are not the universe, right? So we are not here to cast judgment on others. And we have this misconception that we have to judge ourselves harshly or that we have to hate ourselves if we've maybe did one mistake throughout our life and that we're not able to let it go. But that is not, in fact, true. We, are, we have to grieve through it. We have to release it so that we can actually affect 
true healing and actually really resonate with our highest self and vibrate where we need to be vibrating at. Mm, yeah. That means we should learn to you know, control our thoughts and feelings when it comes to this, you know, area of keeping of grudges or malice, you know, to connect with our higher being. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But how, how do we, what do we have to do in order to get to a point where we can open up our souls, our life to love again, to, you know, to accepting people into our lives again. And I think that, you know, in speaking of forgiveness, I think it's really important to reference is that if someone has, you know, created trauma within your life or has really done something that has been hurtful or that has really traumatized someone, it doesn't mean that that person has to be a part of your life or be a part of your community. You're mm. able to forgive without without having that person be in your personal boundaries. We are we are able and it's not selfish to create our own emotional, physical, intellectual and spiritual boundaries. This mm. is a very healthy state of being. This is a very healthy state of our self and soul mastery journey. If someone has done something that you feel, you know, was just like maybe abused you or hit you or anything, doesn't mean that you have to have them within within your circle of love, right? But it doesn't mean that we have to hate and cast judgment and just, you know, throw the book at them and, you know, expect them or want them to, you know, have ill wishes toward them. It's about being able to take that power back and just reckoning that they are human beings and to have that compassion that they've made a mistake. Like we wouldn't want to be judged. We would not want to be crucified for one mistake that we've made throughout our lifetime. Why are we doing that to others? We don't need someone to blame for our trauma. We just need to repair it because blaming anyone and not taking the accountability will lead us absolutely nowhere. Blaming anyone for whatever they've done in the past, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's of no use, basically. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And That's it's about good. taking our power back. And I don't say this lightly. This is something that I've had to do as well throughout my journey, you know, and I know that it's no easy task. I know that, you know, oh, wow, well, like she's just saying this, but she doesn't understand. Trust me, I've been through a lot of challenges and trials and tribulations throughout my life. And what I do know is that when you hold on to those emotions, when you hold on to those thought processes, they absolutely create illness within your body. They create depression. They create anxiety. They create cancer. They create breast cancer. They create anything of that nature, digestive issues, you know, throat issues, thyroid issues. All these things end up coming to the surface when we hold on to, to unforgiveness, to non-forgiveness. Yeah. That's true. And once we can let go of this, we can open our lives up for more love, for new opportunities, for even more light into our lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's just about taking that power and keeping our power and not allowing somebody else to take that power over us. Because in that moment of traumatization, perhaps they had that power over us. They took our power from us where we felt powerless or we felt whatever emotion that we were feeling at the time. And it's about never allowing somebody else to take our power or to be able to you know, to disrupt our emotions and for us to really exude emotional regulation within ourselves and hold our power within ourselves. Mm, yeah. Awesome. Oh, thanks so much for enlightening me on that. I, I'm, I'm taking that home with me this from this episode. <laughs> so I'll love to learn... I would love to learn about your podcast. You have this awesome podcast entitled Soul to Soul with Roxanne. Like, can you tell us about the podcast? What inspired you to launch it? What inspired you to start the podcast? Too? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because when I first started into the podcasting world and to the speaking world, I was like, you know what, I just want to like bring my message out to everyone and, you know, just kind of share, share love and share light and share peace and hope that it would affect at least one person. And I never really thought about starting a podcast, but something inside me was telling me that it was time. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to start a podcast. And all of a sudden, everything just aligned itself so beautifully. And when I started my podcast and I had these incredible guests come on my podcast, I knew exactly why um, I needed to start the podcast is that when we are going through our own self-soul mastery journey, it can be a very lonely road. When we go through ascensional periods or growth periods, sometimes relationships dissipate, sometimes friendships dissipate, sometimes our whole life turns upside down. And it's not to say that awakening periods are rainbows and butterflies. For those that go through awakenings, understand that it's tumultuous. It can be sad. It can be happy. It's it's a flood of emotions and it can be very overwhelming. And when you don't have anyone in your circle that is really able to resonate with you and just to be able to guide you through it a little bit, it can be a very, very, very lonely world. So that was the purpose to really start the podcast so that nobody would ever feel alone as they embark on their soul and self-mastery journey. And the wisdom and the knowledge that is just transcended down from this podcast has just been astonishing in the lives that it has already impacted. So now I know that that was definitely part of the purpose was to bring those messages to the platform. Yeah, you're doing a wonderful job. Like I, I, I said before we started recording, like, you have awesome guests that you have conversations with on the podcast, and it's it's so nice. I'm going to with this. The link to your podcast is also on your um, you know, on your website. Um, but I would love you to also talk about your website because it's a beautiful website. Like I was on the website before we started recording when preparing for this conversation, and I just I just played this this sound at the corner, and I left it on. It was just on loop and repeating, <laughs> and just like so peaceful. And I'm, I was like lovely, beautiful graphics, and not just the graphics alone. Beautiful information post about um Samai. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this properly. Healing journey and you know helping people to be to you know connect with their souls better and just having that sound on for me was just like <laughs> was like the, the the best part of my day or, or so far today. <laughs> Aww, thank you. Yeah, thank you. So yeah. You know what? It's funny because um, I was gonna hire someone to do my website. Just funny little story, but something and like something inside me just said, you know what? You need to do this yourself. This needs to mm-hmm. really be a reflection of you. So I took on, I embarked on the journey of learning how to build a website, and I built it all by myself. <laughs> wow! All by yourself. Wow, that's that's a great job. Yeah, I would encourage everyone who's listening to this right now to just visit the website. The link is in the show notes of this episode for sure, and just admire the beauty of the website and just you know be be blown away by the awesome content down it can you just tell us briefly about your you know services your coaching you know you have this life plus love coaching service and other coaching services that you do can you tell us more about them also Yes, absolutely. So I do a shamanic healing journey. I'm, I'm sure you can guess why. <laughs> um, but I think that is one of the most important journeys that we will ever go through in our in the entirety of our lives and that it is well needed, especially in the state of where the world is going right now and how people are feeling right now. And just kind of the confliction that is happening throughout the world and throughout 
you know, someone's own soul and the way that they are showing up for their family, their friends and themselves. So the shamanic healing journey is an incredible journey. It's a four month journey with me and we end it with a live celebration of a healing ceremony and a healing celebration. And it is absolutely life-changing. Everyone who has went through the journey, their life has never been the same afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then I have a deep awakening journey. So that is a very integral piece of my work. And that is about finding your true soul's mission, not your nine to five job, not your passion project, but your true soul's mission on how you're here to serve humanity. And then I have enlightened love uh, journey, which is very important as well. And it's about loving ourselves enlightenedly, unconditionally. And people don't fully understand what that is until they experience it. And when we have this sense of unconditional love towards our soul and towards who we are, to our physical body, to our intellectual body, to our emotional body, and we love every aspect of our dark and our light energy, and we love, you know, all of our intricacies, all of our unique little abilities and capabilities. This mm-hmm. is an absolutely incredible journey where you will never find a love like this ever. Yeah. The most beautiful love story is when we fall in love with our soul. So then I have like a soul to soul journey, which is just about kind of like just stepping into their soul and self mastery journey and really kind of helping them navigate where we should and the direction that they should be, that they should be going in. Wow. It's so lovely. As in, you can't enjoy like any kind of, any other form of love if you don't fall in love with your soul. Like, yeah, I love that. I encourage everyone to, to visit your website. Once again, the link is in the show notes of this episode. Maybe there's anyone out there who still loves to ask you questions or maybe get across to you, maybe, you know, send you an email or on social media or whatever. What's the best way or best form to reach out with you and to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Through my website is one of the best ways. Um, The contact me future is absolutely amazing. I get it right directly into my inbox and I respond pretty much immediately if possible. So that is one of the best ways. Social media is absolutely great as well. And my social media handles are under the same name, just Roxanne Shakir. Um, DMs, I'm a little bit slower on. I don't um, pay too much attention to social media because I like to stay within my, my own energy. But I do check it, but my emails I check a little bit more often because I know that it's usually client-related and soul connection-related. Yeah, awesome. So every every of this information is available on your website, and I encourage everyone to just, you know, get across to you and find ways to, you know, awaken their souls, find their soul, um, soul missions and become better people, you know, for spiritual guidance, for example, spiritual healing, energy healing, everything that you need to become mm-hmm. a much more transformed person Roxanne can provide you with that thank you so much for this wonderful conversation you have been so blessed I've learned a lot from you today I appreciate it thank you so much thank you Toby wow you made it to the very end of this episode thank you so much for listening I'm grateful for your time your love and your contributions subscribe like review and share this podcast God bless you bye